Okay, wait a minute. What? Where? Where? Where are you? Why didn't you come in today? Hey, what do you mean you take? What the hell? What? What's a me day? What do you mean you're taking a me day? A me? Like you're just taking the day off? It's a me day. I'll tell you what. Take take the next hundred uh, days as me days too. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Bye. Enjoy. Okay. Uh, have you ever heard of that? A me day? I used to. We used to call it calling in sick. But whatever. Welcome to uh, season four, episode uh, sixteen already of uh, Niagara Four One One Live with Lee Sterry. We are fueled by Gales Gas Bars. We are powered by WeStream. We are also supported by Verge Insurance Group Limited, Hartzell Marine, and Ace Alignment. And we're happy to have all those folks with us as we uh, come into the wonderful uh, Fiddler's uh, Poor House. Bistro, and there are your luncheon uh, specials if you want to come on down and join us on site for this episode 16 of the show. Uh, we have a couple of ladies going to be on the air today that have had some pretty harrowing experiences and are going through a couple, some tough times, both of them having lost their husbands uh, in different ways, and uh, we'll chat with uh, both of them. As, uh, as the program goes on. And again, you are more than welcome to join this program. All you have to do is, as we're streaming this, which we are right now, of course, on Niagara 411. Thanks, Nick. Hi, Nick's mom. Uh, is, oh, oh, it's lime season. Okay, so you can just click on the link at the bottom of the post that's streaming this show. And if you have an opinion, or you have something that you want to bring up, something you want to promote, just get off your chest or uh, whatever. It's your show and uh, it's live. And all you need is a computer or a phone with a working camera and a working microphone and we're in business. And we'll be back in 30 seconds. Hope you come on in. we go uh, with this uh, episode 16 of season 4 of Niagara 411 live with Lee Sterry glad to have you here at Fiddler's Poorhouse and uh, Kevin Jack ladies and gentlemen without further ado he's off working now <laughs> oh, we forgot the lights oh my god Damn. oh this this now this now, how am I gonna do this that's Sorry, okay go everyone. in front that's all right it's live what, what are you gonna do all right, now, now we have all of my various and sundry flaws enhanced because of, uh, because of the lights. Now, just in case you're wondering, uh, Hollywood doesn't even know I'm here. Well, they might know I'm here, but I'm not, I'm not a member of the union, so I don't have to be on strike. <laughs> okay. Uh, I know I'm a highly paid uh, media professional uh, available on this feed around the world but I'm not a member of SAG or the Writers Union, so um, SAG, that's, that, that's cool kid talk for the Screen Actors Guild. I'm not one of those people. Uh, we, just, uh, we just do this under the radar <laughs> until now. <laughs> uh, Kevin Jack of WeStream, 
uh, co-founder with Brandon Scram, Canada's uh, premier uh, streaming company for whatever event or uh, or, or uh, promotion or whatever you want to do. Uh, those, these are the guys that uh, bring this wonderful technology to you. Kevin, uh, how you been? A couple of weeks now. Uh, kids are now out of school. Yeah, I've been very well and enjoying having them home. We were all over the pool the last couple of days and we'll be in it again this afternoon. Snuck in a trip to Darien Lake last week. First time camping there. The kids are kind of graduating now into yeah. some of the bigger rides. So uh, it was an absolute blast. Oh, and I would cool. say summer 2023 is off to a roaring start. How about you? I, I'm, 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 I'm good. I I'm, I'm played a couple of games of golf here and there. Uh, so I, I have no complaints. I heard, though, is it an ugly rumor or is there some truth to this that you're going into the deck building business? <laughs> oh, no, that's an ugly rumor. I'm, <laughs> I'm done my deck. It took me uh, two How long years. did it take you to build your deck? Two years. <laughs> two years. Now, in my defense, it's 1,800 square feet. There you go. It's a That's large a big one. deck. Yep. And, uh, and now... Know People what like guys with big decks. Absolutely. Yeah. My wife loves my big deck. And, uh, yeah. uh, and and Lee, I've been looking forward to sitting on it all summer, and that's okay. exactly what I've been doing. All right. Uh, I appreciate the invitation. I haven't made it over yet, though. Oh, oh wait. The invitation must be in the mail. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of uh, projects, uh, demolition and building and otherwise... Wow, do we have a lot going on uh, in, the, in the city of St. Catharines when it comes to demolition projects. There's supposed to be other projects in their place, but right now they're in the demolition phase. We've got, now which one is this we're looking at? Is this the arena? Yeah. Is this Jack Gaycliffe? Yeah, Jack, Jack Gaycliffe and Rex ja Steimers. Jack Gaycliffe and Rex Steimers is now virtually uh, gone. There's a pile of rubble. Uh, just off Geneva Street at the corner of uh, where you head off 406. You know where it is, right at the end of St. Paul here. And and, uh, and there's a bunch more yet to come down. There's still some framework and uh, infrastructure of that building yet to come down, as you can see, because there's the old hockey boards <laughs> still Yeah, that's right got to be that's got to be the Rex. Yeah. Right there. I think I scored a few goals right in there. Talk about the, uh, talk about the ends of eras happening here in Niagara. So there's the there's a longer view of it right there. Obviously, as I mentioned, some more to come down. Yeah, so it looks like they started with Rex and were making their way over yeah. to the Jack yeah. Gatecliff. And apparently, Kevin, as I understand it, there is still some indecision as to what's going to be going on that site. I'm not the, entirely sure, Lee. There are options, apparently. Now, one of the options, there, <laughs> there's the Rex Steimer's sign. Talk about... Oh, I mean, lot, how does how does a that lot of happen? memories, you know? How does that happen, Lee? How do we not contact the Steimers family? I mean, it says right on it, Memorial Arena, and he, I mean, obviously, it got picked out of the rubble. Yeah. But how is that something that's not treated a little nicer? Yeah, I mean, maybe there was some better communication or whatever behind the scenes, but there was nothing public about this and it would have been interesting as you mentioned to have some representative of the family sort of officially uh, cut the ribbon of destruction if you will for uh, for that for that building that has served St. Catharines and Niagara as a whole so well over the years but all good things must pass uh, and that is definitely passing one of the other places not very far away from us still 
is just over on James Street here, a stone's throw from uh, from Fiddler's Poorhouse, where we currently sit. Uh, actually, just off the back on James Street is Gord's Place, is now finally being the recipient of the wrecking ball and the and the deconstructionists. It soon to be replaced. We hope soon to be replaced by a 30, count them, 30 floor multi-purpose building. Retail, as I understand it, uh, on the lower levels and mainly residential on the, uh, on the remaining floors. Yeah, I mean, so. Lee, I mean, I can picture this. It was... I mean, Gord's place for so long had a spell as a, as the honest lawyer, and I mean, remember walking through those archways. Like the bar was more over in this area. Oh, Kevin, I have I have so many memories of Gord's place from back in the seventies, early seventies. Well, people that remember, wasn't there also the Viper Room or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, that came after, I think. Uh, but I I remember there was a band. <laughs> oh boy, this is dating me. There was a band that used to come in there and they used to all dress like, well actually, to be perfectly honest, they were dressed like pimps. But these they were these guys, great singers, massive, massive uh, following. They were called the Soul City Six. And they came out in these yellow suits and floppy hats and stuff and they did the disco and the soul stuff. And they were just awesome. And they used to play Gord's Place quite a bit and I'll never forget going to see them. And then of course they went into the disco era with the DJs and uh, and all that stuff it became quite the nightclub spot for uh, DJs and uh, and the dancers of the area, et cetera. The Gord's Place, and I remember the Montebello Inn as well, was a place that uh, had a lot of great live entertainment. But anyway, the, uh, yet another end of another era as uh, Gord's Place gets the wrecking ball treatment with, a, as I say, 30 stories. I'm trying to... I'm trying to envision a stand-back look of the downtown area of St. Catharines with a 30-story building right there in the heart of downtown. That has to change. That has to change the skyline a lot, Kevin. Well, I mean, you it's see, look you see the one different. that's going in next to the parking garage just down the yeah. road here. I don't know what that is. Is that It looks like it's at least somewhere 25 stories. So I'm not sure if this one's... I think this one is going to be the tallest, the Gord's Place at 30 stories. That, as I understand it, is going to be the tallest structure in in St. Catherine. But you're absolutely right in saying it's going to change the skyline. I mean, wow. you can see that one that's under construction now, that is visible from, I want to say, all parts of St. Catharines, but beyond, right. especially once you get up to Thorold and on top of the escarpment. I mean, it's it's the tallest structure right now in in downtown. Yeah. Well, when you come over the St. Catharines, uh, the Garden City Skyway, there is one block building that stands above the rest of the the skyline of the horizon. And that's Brock University. That's the tallest structure, that, and that is nowhere near thirty stories. So imagine what this is going to look like. But we have a lot of piles of rubble, Kevin. Uh, and I know I'm focusing on St. Catharines, and, and this is a, an entirely Niagara region-focused program, but a lot of this stuff is happening in St. Catharines, so we have to kind of focus on this uh, because they're all tied together. There's that pile of rubble that used to be the Welland House on Ontario oh, yeah. Street. And uh, 
I was uh, seeing an interview with the the manager of St. Catherine's Club, which is just across the street. It's been a been a club in St. Catherine's for business club in St. Catherine's for a long time, and they host events there like weddings, etc. And uh, the manager, she was saying that they have lost events, weddings in particular, wedding receptions, etc., wedding dinners and whatnot, because of that horrible vista that is available uh, through the front of that structure to the Welland House rubble across the street. And it's just laying there. And there isn't anybody that's telling anybody what they're going to do with it or how it's going to be done. The cleanup of the of the demolition just seems to be dragging on slowly. So there's that area. There's the General Motors uh, debacle still sitting there on Ontario Street with uh, with bunches of rubble on one side and just a boarded up, bricked up building, which was the plant, on the other side. So there's nothing going on there. Um, General Hospital site down on Queenston, that's still kind of a, Queenston Street is now more of a grungy mess than it ever was, and it was never that pleasant to begin with. Sorry, calling a spade a spade here. And now it's worse. Businesses have closed that uh, exist along there. And we have a we have a lot of rubble in the city of St. Catharines, all kind of converging together. And we hope this development continues. Uh, I guess looking down the road, if the development continues the way they're hoping it will continue, it'll be a step forward. Right now, it just looks like crap. But we'll, I guess things have to go bad before they get better. But the arenas is a real nostalgic point for an awful lot of, uh, of Niagarans that uh, went to enjoy Junior B games there and Junior A's and all well, kinds institutions. of... Well, institutions. You talk yeah. about Gourds, right? Everybody's got a memory of going to Gourds, sure. be they you know, 22 years old or 62 years old. Yeah. Everybody went there at some point, and same with Garden City Jack Gatecliff, right? Absolutely. If, if you spend some time in St. Catharines, it doesn't matter how old you are, at some point you went there, you watched a game, you skated there, you went to the circus. Remember the great circus they used to run through there? Brian Adams, people talk very fondly of a Brian Adams concert way back, yeah. I think, in the 90s that he did at Garden City Arena. I mean, so many memories, and now it's uh, reduced to rubble, but I think that's that's just how it goes. Uh, yeah, uh, what goes around comes around. You know, each... Uh, in, in, every, in every world, as it turns, there is a purpose. Uh, I was almost laughing here because caught in the midst of all this, not too far from the arena situation, out in front of uh, the downtown St. Catharines Fire Station is the, uh, is the now almost world-renowned public toilet building, which I don't think is being used any longer. This is an era that ended before it ever should have began, <laughs> or begun, is the, probably the, the right uh, grammatical phrase. But um, there have been so many issues with that public toilet that I apparently think seemed like a good idea at the time, um, that it looks to me like it's permanently closed. They have a they have a little red light that's flashing or occupied, occupied, occupied. Well, it's occupied now 24-7. So I just think it's been locked down. So we have this nice little, nice little so-called self-cleaning toilet that... Yeah, I wonder what that's about. It's just a bad idea. 
Yeah, but I can't think that St. Catharines was the first place to install one of these. I mean, they exist in big cities, don't they? So how do they get it right in, let's say, a New York City, and it's not working in St. Catharines? I don't... You know well, what I mean? maybe I it's maybe maybe it's monitored. Maybe it's I I have no idea. But they have had no end of problems, uh, and uh, and and vandalism and terrible like stuff that has happened there to the point where it it, it did not serve the purpose that it was intended to serve. And now we've got this. Uh, this building, little building, sitting there, high-tech little building, high-tech little toilet, self-cleaning. Uh, it's just, uh, it's it's just sitting there, and it'll probably be the next thing to be demolished. I don't know what I don't know what the hell you're supposed to do with that thing. Uh, want to acknowledge our sponsors once again here before we go too much further in the program and then we'll give you an idea about what's coming up on the show today. Gale's Gas Bars of course has been fueling this program almost from its inception and continue to support us and we appreciate that. Uh, and they do fuel but so much more. They do uh, farms, businesses, construction sites, manufacturing plants, all kinds of transportation uh, for any and all petroleum needs. For any kind of petroleum project or machine in uh, in Niagara, Gales Gas Bars is the place to go. Gales.ca is the is the website there. Also, Hartzell Marine, Dave DeGrave, and uh, his gang on Ormond Street in Thorold, Niagara's only legend boat dealer and Mercury Marine dealer as well. Ace Alignment, uh, thank you for coming on board as well. We have the, the the odd fly. We I have the odd pet fly that comes in to, to visit visit the show. Ace alignment on North Street, in uh, in St. Catharines, specializing in wheel alignments, brakes, suspension, MTO motor vehicle inspection station, uh, for whatever ails your automotive fleet. Ace alignment is uh, the place to go and the people to see. Just go in and say hi to Darren and Matt, and they will look after you there. Beau Chapeau Hat Shop, um, wearing the uh, soakable uh, hot weather golf hat from uh, Beau Chapeau. Kevin Newfeld and his gang on Queen Street, right downtown Niagara on the lake. All the hats for whatever might ail you there, that is for sure. So check them out when you're doing your summer travels and taking a, taking a peek around Niagara. That's the place to go. Once you get in, it's hard to get out. Uh, not because it's actually hard to get out. It's just hard to leave. <laughs> it, there's just so many things to look at there. So we, uh, Gales, Verge Insurance, Beauchapeau, Hartzell Marine Ace Alignment, uh, um, all of uh, all of our sponsors and supporters. We really do appreciate you very, very much. Coming up on the program today, we're going to be in just a few few minutes. You may be standing by. Uh, I'm not sure, but we'll be shortly. Amy Corfield. She is the the widow of Dave Norkett. Uh, who died in a workplace accident at a company called Technoforge in uh, Niagara Falls. It happened on Saturday, the 24th of June. He went in, apparently, as we understand it, to initiate a repair on, uh, on something. And uh, something we know not yet, really, happened there. And, uh, and Dave was killed in this workplace incident. So Amy's uh, 
a little a little reluctant to come on and uh, understandably a bit on the nervous side but we just want to have a chat with her and see how she's doing and she'll be joining us in in a few minutes also a lady who has had a tough time of it uh, Nancy Bofeld Kennedy her husband Mark Stewart was killed in an automotive accident uh, back on uh, September the 13th of 2021, almost two years ago. Um, there was a car driven by a, a well-known woman in the Niagara area, especially in the world of swimming. Uh, Margaret Park Romaine was driving a vehicle hit Mark's vehicle, pushing it into the path of an oncoming truck, and that's the collision that took his life. The reason we're speaking with Nancy today is the fact that uh, Ms. Park Romaine was sentenced to three years in prison. Amongst all this story was the fact that the charge was changed as well, uh, originally from impaired driving causing death to careless driving causing death. I am not sure of the nuances that separate those two charges, but that's what happened and uh, she was convicted of careless driving causing death. Either way, Mark is not with us, but uh, Nancy will be joining us on the program about about 12:45 this afternoon. So those are our those are our planned guests, and as mentioned, you are welcome to join us at any time uh, and be a part of the program. Just click on the link; you can see it right there at the bottom of the the bottom of the post. Click the Zoom link; it'll put you right into uh, contact with uh, Kevin Jack, our executive producer, and uh, you'll be in our uh, our green room, that's what the cool kids call it, and uh, and then we'll get you ready to come on and uh, anything at all that you want to share with us, by all means. Uh, and as, uh, as promised, Amy Corfield is joining us, uh, widow of Dave Norkett. Um, Amy, hi, how are you? I could be better. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, you, you, can, you can see and hear us okay? Yes, yes, yeah, loud and clear. Okay, and, and we have you the same. And I know you're understandably a bit nervous, but don't be, we're just going to have a conversation and just like having across your dinner table, but I know these are tough times for you. It was Saturday, June the 24th. Did I get that right, that we lost, uh, lost Dave? Yes, yes. Can you give us, can you walk us through that day? So I was at work that day. I just work in the hotel industry. And my oldest, our oldest daughter was uh, working with me that day. And I was just doing what I do. And I had a call from uh, the GM saying the police were here to speak with me. And, you know, you get immediately panicked. Yeah. And as I'm heading down the elevator, you know, the, the sick feeling in my stomach, I just knew that it was awful. And as soon as I walked into that room and saw the police officer's face, I knew it was Dave, but I didn't think it had anything to do with work. I thought, 
car accident in the hospital. So when they said it was because of work, and then after that, there's a lot I don't remember. Yeah. I would say that whole week is quite a blur for me. Right. But I do remember having to have them bring up my oldest, and I had to tell her, and it was it was awful. You have two. You have two daughters, right? Yes. Yes, I have an 18-year-old and a 15-year-old. Boy, that's got to be tough for for teenage girls, uh, not to mention yourself, to lose their lose their dad at that young age. Yeah, yeah. Um, was Dave supposed to be working that day? So normally he would he would often work Saturdays. He liked to make the extra money. He was really hard working, and he liked you know take any shift. I don't know the details if I this is my opinion mm. but I think he was ordered to go in and do this maintenance job okay. with another fellow for that day so that was an extra shift right uh, and so but this wasn't unusual that he'd be called in to do something it wasn't entirely unusual but this I'm starting to learn was a particular job that uh, we believe they shouldn't have been asked to do um, because they weren't informed of the possible hazards. They weren't properly trained for this particular job. Now, of course, it's under investigation, so I don't have a lot of details, uh, but that's sort of would I Would I be correct if I said that, um, and I don't want to go into too much detail because we don't have detail, but that that you're still not really sure how Dave died, what what actually killed him. Would I be correct in saying that? I know little bits and pieces. At first, I didn't want to know. And then I thought, okay, so I have little bits and pieces, Okay. but I don't want to say too much because of the fact that it's under investigation. Understood. But it feels pretty clear that it was a job that they shouldn't have been doing. It should have been an expert doing that particular job. What was Dave's role at uh, at the company? What what was his job? What did he do? So he was maintenance, but it's a forging plant. Yeah. And they forge. I've, I've never been good at knowing exactly what the guys do in there, but right. they forge metal bars into S-cams for trucks. And okay. it's always been a very hard, hot, difficult job, but the money was good. You know, the benefits were good. So it's but sort of an automotive uh, an auto, um, automotive support industry. I think. Yeah. Okay. I know that, like I said, they forged parts for for uh, trucking braking systems. Okay, okay. Uh, so, you're not sure exactly what happened. There is an investigation going on. How, how have you been, it's been almost a month, right? From June 24th yeah. to, this is the 19th, so almost a, almost a month. What, what has the last month been like for you? Uh, a nightmare. Um, Dave was someone I've been with since I was 14. He's all I've ever known. Um, he was, I, we were easily going to grow old together. There was no question. 
um, some of it is a blur, but then, you know, I'm kind of on my own. I have a lot of wonderful support from friends and family. Right. So that's been, and even the community, it's been beyond touching. It means more to me than I could ever say, but it's been difficult. I still feel on my own. I have to try to be strong for my girls. And it's a lot of just trying to figure out what the future looks like. Now, obviously, you and Dave and the girls were not uh, millionaires by any stretch of the imagination. You're just average uh, workaday folks. And there has been a, a fundraising, a GoFundMe uh, page set up oh, yeah. for, your, for your family. Uh, and and kudos to the fellow that set that up. Uh, you had a, or they had a, a goal of about thirty thousand dollars. You surpassed that, which is which is wonderful news, and and at least that's that's some bright spot uh, in a pretty dark cloud that's hovering over you right now. Well, I just want to make sure that my daughter's futures are okay. Yeah. I mean, the fact of the matter is, Dave was the breadwinner. You know, his benefits were what was supporting the family. Um, he was the one bringing in the bigger paycheck and making the life that we have. Now there is, uh, there's something else that, uh, there was a headline I saw somewhere and it said, the family, and I'm not sure exactly whether that was, was you or uh, some other members of Dave or your family. Uh, was pressuring the, the government, the various organizations, to really upgrade, to, to have this company upgrade their health and safety um, protocols. Is that, is that actually happening or did I dream that? No. Um, initially, I think with the shock of what happened, there was definitely words that were exchanged. Mm -hmm. um, and I know moving forward, whatever that looks like, we we want change. I desperately don't want Dave's death to be so senseless and in, in vain. Right. Because I, you know, we feel for the hardworking blue collared guy who goes to these jobs and it happens too often and they need to be protected. People, management of companies, they get too complacent with safety regulations and it has to change because these guys should be able to go home. So. Amy, what organization is it that's actually investigating? We've talked a couple of times and you've mentioned a couple of times that it's still under investigation. Investigation by whom? The Ministry of Labor. Okay, so it is the Ministry of Labor that is going through the motions here. Yeah. Do you get updates at all from them or will you just get I imagine I'll get some updates as it goes along. Um, as far as my understanding is, we probably won't know a whole lot and for a year at least. Now, did, did you say he was in doing this task with another person? Yes, he was with one other guy, yeah. All right, and, and obviously he didn't suffer any issues here it was just, it was just dave do you know who that was i do i do okay. i'm gonna protect him of course no i understand yeah i yeah. I, I, I wouldn't ask you to to reveal the identity anyway but but you know this man anyway 
I do, and I've been in touch with him, and you know, I reach out to him as often as I can. Okay, and I guess he's not willing to or or able to talk too much about it right now either. No, I wouldn't imagine so. Um, he's, uh, you know, he's going through his own things. Okay. As a result of this, so. Well. Um, You've done great today, and I know you were a little bit hesitant to come and join us, but we really wanted to talk to you and tell you that we're all thinking of you. Uh, if anybody wants to check it out, go to the GoFundMe folks and uh, and, and search for the Norkett family, N-O-R-K-E-T-T, and, uh, and you'll be able to, to help out. Amy, um, is there anything else we can help you with before you go? I just want, I just want to give a big thank you to everyone who's really rallied around me and the girls, even people I hadn't talked to in years, uh, neighbors, uh, different fellows of the community, my family. It's, uh, they really like, it, I can't, I don't even know how to thank these people. It's, it's really touched me. I feel the love. And I just, I just really, my last thing to say is I really hope what can come out of this is some kind of justice for Dave, not vengeance, but justice. And cause I feel for those guys, they, they need to make a living and I want, I want people to do better. Amy Corfield, I don't think of a better way to end it than, uh, than there. Uh, good luck, Godspeed, uh, and strength and, um, all the best to you and your girls. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks, Amy. Okay. Bye. trials and tribulations that all of a sudden come up out of the out of the blue and change your lives forever it's hard to hard to wrap your head around I couldn't even sometimes. imagine Lee 18 and 15 year old girls yeah. I mean I was uh, talking, I mean that's when you need your dad I was talking to Amy um, you know in preparation for this interview and saying like that was you know almost brought tears to my eyes and saying like that was their hero and he would have been, yeah. right? I mean, Dave said oh, they've been yeah. together since high school. Fairly simple family man. Really enjoyed coming home, going camping, doing all those family things. Obviously willing to work whenever he needed to. And just take it away from him. Poof. Like that. Yeah. And take it away from her and the girls. It's um, one what a, situation, the, what one, a situation to be in. One flick of the switch in your life changes. I mean, it's, it's very reminiscently of... You know the heartache and the and the outpouring of support for uh, for Natty with the I passing of, of Ryan Conkin in the in the Sonics explosion. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I have the same feeling in my gut right now. But and boy. we chatted and we chatted with Natty uh, months after that happened to Ryan, and she's she's in a good place right now. She's she's okay. The, they continued the the food truck, the coffee. A truck dream that that was hers and and Ryan's, and and it was so wonderful when we talked with her just last week or the week before um, about about how she's doing, and it was so wonderful to see her having gotten through the dark place and and doing okay. So we wish the same for Amy Corfield, uh, whose husband just passed away in a workplace accident Dave Norkett uh, just just a little less than a month ago so yeah Lee sorry I mean just to bookend that yeah. um, here's a photo of Natty and it's Ryan's lounge 
Yes. And it's up in the uh, Port Weller East area. That is so cool. So if you're up there and, you know, stop by, say hi to Natty, let her know that the community is supporting her and thinking about her. and get, Which, get which is not far from the workplace where, where he died. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so, so pleased for her and her supporters. I mean, it's, it's still not going to be an easy ride. It's still not going to be a gravy train by any stretch of the imagination. But she's doing okay. And... And I guess that's about all we could we could be happy for. Is she's doing okay. Um, and another lady that's having a, a tough time of it and has for a couple of years. Had, the reason we're talking with the Nancy Bofield Kennedy uh, today is the fact that the woman who was responsible for the vehicular death of her husband, Mark Stewart, was sentenced just just this past week, I believe, September the, or July the 3rd or something like that. Yeah, within the last week, I believe. Yeah. And uh, the woman that was driving the car, Margaret Park Romaine, uh, well known in the Niagara area, in the swimming community in particular. She's a, a marathon swimmer hall of fame a member. She is well known as a coach and instructor of so many top athletes. She herself uh, won commendations and awards as a swimmer back in the day. She's 84 years old. She was driving a car that hit Mark's car and knocked it into the path of a large truck and the ensuing accident collision is, is what took Mark's life. And uh, on, on the heel, almost two years ago now, in 2021 in September, and uh, on the heels of that came this conviction this past week. And uh, we're going to chat with Nancy about that at about quarter to one today. Uh, here's another one that um, is, is under investigation. I, an, an older gentleman, and I too believe he was 84, years old it said in the in the notice he was riding his bicycle in Niagara on the lake a vehicle struck him from behind on uh, Thursday July the 13th last Thursday 8:24 in the evening so it wouldn't have been dark dark uh, but he was found in critical condition lying in a north side drainage ditch on east west line near concession 2 in Niagara on the lake He'd been riding uh, around uh, the damaged vehicle and when he was struck from behind. The damaged vehicle fled the scene without providing care to the cyclist or reporting the collision to emergency personnel. The victim transported to an out-of-region hospital for treatment of life-threatening injuries. The victim remains in critical condition in hospital. So the damaged vehicle was, uh, there's a part that they discovered. That's one of the damaged parts and then there's a mirror there. They must have found that at the scene, I would think, Kevin. It must have hit with enough force that it actually came off the vehicle. It's obviously a, a rear view mirror or a side mirror or whatever. Yeah, it looks like a side mirror. Hold yeah. on. Hold on, they want to get into the comments because I believe in the comments uh, somebody included further info from the NRP about the types of vehicles that we're looking yeah, for. Yeah, at, at first they weren't sure, but it's something 
they believe like 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 these. I mean, that's a that's obviously an SUV, a large SUV like a um, uh, a Yukon or something like that. Or the Chevrolet version at the top would be Tahoe, like just the same same vehicle, different badge plate on it, and or a, a pickup truck that would be like a I don't know is that a Sierra something like that, but it's a GMC 4x4 pickup truck. So it's either it's either one of those large style SUVs or a full size pickup. Truck. Now, reporting this, you see the comments here from Colleen Franz. And Colleen, yeah. I'm trying to remember if we spoke with Colleen. Colleen lost her son in a similar fashion. Remember the, the man who was struck yes. on Lakeshore Road? I do and remember, again, yeah. nobody stopped, left to die? Yes. And so you see Colleen is, uh, you know, near and dear to, um, to events like this and just... Well, she, it would obviously strike a chord with her and not a pleasant one either, for sure. So that those those are the parts. What 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 would that be? That would be like a fog light or a running light. Or, I'm not sure uh, what it is. It's got a little bit of orange in it, so maybe it's like a. I think they talk about it. Parking thing with a reflector at the bottom. Uh, Yukon suburban or a Sierra pickup truck. Yeah, there we go. Vehicle color will be pewter metallic. Or silver. Oh, there you go. And we'll have yeah. damage to the passenger side front corner, passenger missing a passenger side. side view mirror. Yeah. Okay. So we wish uh, we wish all good things and a and a successful recuperation for this gentleman and uh, thoughts for his family. Boy, that's that's tough. That's a tough collision to take when when you're that age. Now, obviously, if he was cycling uh, for 84, he was probably in pretty good shape, but that doesn't protect you against a vehicle that size. So, right. Um, Kevin, before we go, go on, I just want to run down the, the sponsors again. Uh, our, our main sponsor for the program, they've been fueling this program like they've been fueling Niagara for many, many years. Gales Gas Bars, thank you very much. Uh, Jessica and crew and it was actually Jessica that um, highlighted a story for me that we followed up on that has taken on a life of its own we'll talk about that in just a second also to Verge Insurance Mark Shirk, Blake Shirk and your gang another Niagara born and bred company for all of your insurance needs be it home auto whatever those are the folks to to chat with and they'll they are brokers, so they'll find you the best deals going for what your situation requires. Also, uh, Hartzell Marine, thank you, Dave DeGrave, for coming on board about three shows ago. Happy to have you here. They're on Ormond Street in Thorold, Niagara's only legend boat dealer and Mercury Marine dealers as well. And to Ace, Autumn, uh, Ace Alignment, thank you very much for being here. Wheel alignments, brakes, suspension. MTO, motor vehicle inspections, et cetera, et cetera. Matt and Darren will be happy to uh, meet your needs at Ace Alignment. They're on North Street in St. Catharines, by the way. Coming on the program, as uh, we talked about before, is uh, 
Nancy Bofield Kennedy, I'm using both those names because she's referred to on on uh, social media as Bofield and uh, then also as Kennedy. Hi, Nancy, can we just call you Nancy? You can call me that, that's fine. Okay. Um, thank you for being here under not pleasant circumstances, um, for sure, because you've had to now relive this tragic tragedy in your life over again over the past week. Um, Mark was was killed in an automotive collision almost uh, almost two years ago now. What have the last couple of years been like for you? Um, if I can use the word hell, that would probably be putting it really mildly. Um, I don't think people understand completely the the torment that one goes through. Um, it's been a, a journey that I wouldn't wish on anyone. Um, you you go through so many ups and downs, and the downs can be really really dark. Um, but I'm still standing. There's been some really good support. So um, family's been amazing. I give his. Uh, Mark's sister and her family credit because they've really kept me pushed forward, my son and grandkids. And I don't think if I had that, I wouldn't be standing or, or actually talking to anybody because I'm done. I'm tired. It's been a road that. Yeah, I seems can under. And it, 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 all, it all came rushing back, I'm sure, when uh, the woman that was driving that vehicle, Margaret Park Romaine is her name. Uh, an 84-year-old woman that hit Mark's car and caused it to collide with another vehicle and caused his death. She was sentenced this past week and a half or so to three years in, in yeah. prison. What was your reaction? And what, Matt, I think the biggest thing that, that, that I needed from this whole thing was that I needed Mark's life validated. And the judge did an amazing job. He actually um, validated who Mark was. And that to me was important because no matter if she got three years of life in prison, Mark's never coming home. Right. He's never coming home and she can't undo all the crap that she's caused. She just can't. Um, so for me, three years yeah she needs to get knocked off her high horse because if people would have seen her or her family in the court for that matter it was like we were wasting their time but here's the concept if she didn't do what she did i wouldn't have been there none of us would have been there so who's wasting whose time so it was kind of nice that you know what it doesn't matter who you are doesn't matter uh, what what stature or what you've done if you're gonna do something like this you're gonna pay for it and that was the message that that judge put out there it doesn't matter who she is what she's done she's she's gonna spend some time and and that to me is is the message I think this judge did that that he really presented well he he validated mark but he, he presented the message now to our community that hey you're gonna do something like this if you're not capable of driving for whatever reason she never did plead to her alcohol-related charges, um, but it he's letting society know. He's letting everybody know, you do something like this, and, and the ramification is, you're, you're going to go to jail. And, and that, I think, is amazing. Well, I'm pleased that you have some 
some positivity to take from this process. That's a good that's a good thing because so often people don't feel that they've received justice for their loved ones and uh, and I'm I'm pleased to hear that you've you have that reaction to that decision. You mentioned alcohol related charges. That's a little bit of a murky spot in the case. There's probably something technical in the legal world about it, but I don't know what it is and the fact that she was originally charged with um, driving under the influence and cause um, why did I just well, let me, use the let word? Let me throw all that up because everybody keeps asking me how come she didn't have to, how come we, we don't have those charges and why, yeah, impaired, why that Yeah, true. that's what, I, I just lost the word, <laughs> impaired driving causing death. And then right. the charge was altered to careless driving causing death. What's the deal there? Well, the way it was all explained to me, there's a lot of things that I am not happy with our justice system, but the end result is I am satisfied enough that Mark got validated. Right. But the point for her for the for the drinking and driving aspect of it, um, we have to take her age into consideration. I was told we were looking at another three to five years and her, her mental capacity was starting to go and blah blah blah. That if if we if we well, I didn't even have the final say. If the Crown decided to keep pushing forward and let's say two years from now she no longer can't doesn't even know who she is or whatever we would never get to a trial and all those charges basically would be dropped and she'd be there'd be no conviction so where okay. i looked at at least there is a conviction she is what she is she's known now for what she is maybe not the alcohol part but it is clearly documented the alcohol part so Mark was killed by a drunk driver, but a drunk driver who only pled to dangerous driving causing death. So for gotcha. me, I don't care what she got, but she got knocked down to where she needed to be. And that is what she is. And, and she put no thought into what she did that day. She has really truly put no thought into the ramifications of who she hurt. Like anybody that, that had a heart and would have been in uh, um, sitting in court listening to the victim impact statements, um, even from the granddaughters, looking at the picture that my granddaughter did, um, there was no emotion, none from her or her family. That to me, those are the type of people that the judge has now sent a message to that, you know what, you're not above the law and, and you will pay. And so well, good I am the judge. happy. I, oh, amazing. I, I was really leery because it could have gone either way and, and at the start of this we were looking at her getting house arrest and then there was possibility maybe two years and when he said finally three years that was just like wow he listened and he heard well again like i said that's a that's a positive now other than other than the the healing which they say is only aided by time, whoever they are. Um, is this over for you now? Oh, it's far from over for me, because now you have to also deal with the insurance company. Insurance companies, now, they don't pay out, and they'll drag their feet, and they'll do every tactic they can to stall this. Um, so, 
being a victim, Mark paid the ultimate price, but those of us left behind and myself included, um, I'm getting victimized over and over. Like, so yesterday is the, I had to finally list my home and that's not fair. I you had to what? List my home. Do you have, have to, to sell, sell your house? Home. I have to, I can't do it anymore. So yeah, if the insurance actually stepped up to play and did what they just supposed to do yeah it wouldn't be so bad but they but they don't and you know it's it's one thing after another like that so yeah the court part's over and and i feel like a big big um burden has been lifted um but it's far from over it's far from over do you have uh, i'm assuming you have legal representation to try to get through the financial hurdles oh yeah yeah but there's only so much they can do it's if the insurance company like if economical really wanted to play nice and not cause any more stress they would have brought this and, and moved it forward but they're 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 not in a hurry and why should they be well they should the be because this was a tragic unforeseen surprised uh incident in a family's life and that family needs support and assistance and the resources to carry on what is their what is their problem that's a good question i keep asking that um they're gonna wait now two years because you have two years in which to file oh. with a insurance company so they're gonna wait until after september 3rd um, to see how many other claims get put forward. But where I disagree with all that is that if you have a claim, and my claim's been in since last August, there is no dispute. I've jumped through all the hurdles. I've done everything that, that's been asked. I shouldn't have to wait on whoever decides to come in last minute. They know, they know what, they just don't do the right thing. They really don't. And the one thing I did learn, and I and I'm really, really kind of surprised, and I'm and and I haven't had any insurance person tell me differently. But if you have insurance, I don't know. I was always told that you know you have to increase your insurance policy, increase your insurance policy because if you don't have enough money, they'll come after you. Well, that's not the case. You can only go after a person for what they have for an insurance policy. So, in this case. Financially, Margaret hasn't suffered except for her lawyer. And if the insurance company really wants to, to, to drag it out, they can drag this out for years. I could be looking at another trial to get this rectified. And that to me is just, you know, I think I've suffered a lot. No, I know I've suffered a lot. So this is just another, this is just another thing that's not right. It's just not right. Wow. Um, there, are, there are so many personal injury lawyers and law firms in Niagara. We see their signs and advertisements everywhere we go. It seems that, especially now, I can, I can understand to a point um, the, the hesitancy to, to wrap up this financial obligation that might be there until the sentence but the trial is now over the person is 
convicted. It was proven that Mark died as a result of someone else's uh, indiscretions, etc. You'd think that would put a bow on it and you could move forward and get on with the rest of your life, wouldn't you? Well, you would think, but it doesn't work that way. They really truly caught, they, they control the whole thing. So if, if they don't, if, if they decide now, all right, you know what, we'll, we'll hire, the insurance company now decides to hire a lawyer, it, it puts it into another whole different ball game. It's just one fight after not another. And honestly, I think sometimes they do that just so that they can wear you down and starve you yeah. out. You'll take anything to move forward. Well, yesterday listing the house, I have nothing left to lose. So if you want to starve me out, go ahead. You want? I've lost everything. I shouldn't say everything, but the things that matter to me are gone, and I'm watching them go. So that's even harder than. You know, I, there's been so many things that have been hard throughout this whole process. Oh, don't but give losing up. One, don't give losing up. Losing one's home isn't the one that should happen. Kev? Nancy, um, you know, we've been friends going back to the first time we talked shortly after Mark's death in September of, of 2021. Mm-hmm. And um, through social media, I mean, you've been very emotional with your posts. Talk about the... Um, the heartache that you've experienced as a widow, as a victim, and maybe even the extended family about the two years that it's taken to to reach a sentencing, all the while Margaret is celebrating birthdays, gets to enjoy time with her family, um, and that's been ripped away from you, maybe for the next 20 or 30 years. And then also, you know, Mark probably had 30 or 40 more years together, and Margaret's going to see three behind bars. It's not exactly an eye for an eye. I want to know your take on that. Well, I know you've read my different posts and things that I have posted, um, and it is difficult. I think what was even more difficult, so she pled January 30th, and then sentencing was supposed to be March 30th. That got put off to April 28th. And then on April 28th, which was the day we did all our victim impact statements, I was told that we could expect a week or two before actual sentencing. And... Sentencing then didn't take place till Jan- or July 13th. That was two and a half months later. Um, yeah, that just really hurt, I think, even more because, you know, there, there, was, the, there was the long weekend and then, oh, two long weekends actually then went by and she, she actually had summertime. Like, it, it's, it's just not right. Like, I, some days the anger can get a bit really bad. So sometimes my posts can be really bad and sometimes I delete them before I actually post them because the anger is still real. Yeah. It's very real. You know what, Nancy, as, as somebody who read them, I'm happy you did. I knew that they were emotional posts, but it's very important that people understand your side of the story. And that's one of the reasons why we bring you on. Thank you. Appreciate it. People need to know that, you know, the judge actually said it really, really well. And I wish I could say it verbatim, but... Um, we take it for granted driving our, our car. We, we all take it for granted. But we all don't realize our actions, the consequences could be huge. The ramifications. Here, here's, what it, Judge, here's what Judge O'Donnell said. Um, the most dangerous, this is a quote from the judge, the most dangerous thing we will do in our lives is to operate a vehicle. 
However, because of its routine nature, we take driving for granted. We do not think about the irreparable human damage we can do when we head out to meet friends for coffee or make sure we're not late for work or to pick up children, spouses, or groceries as we rush home at the end of the day. We forget the most important equation in the automobile world, driving plus distraction equals danger. Driving plus distraction equals death. And those were the, some of the words from, uh, from Judge O'Donnell. And that's oh so, oh so true, we see it every day on the road. All of us see people doing things in their vehicles that they shouldn't be doing. That, that whole distraction thing. Exactly. He was he was amazing. Like I, I wish that everybody could have heard him speak. Um, as emotional as it was for us that day, he actually heard. And and I, you know, I don't know if it's politically right or not. But if we had to have any kind of a judge, I'm glad we had him because he was. He just nailed the whole situation, and he didn't let her get off with a, you know, like, oh, well, you're old and, you know, you have problems, yeah. and he actually wanted to make a statement. And I, when I did my victim impact statement, I wanted, I, I can speak out all I want, but society's not going to get the message unless he helped to send it, and he did. And so I'm, I'm really happy in that. On that point, I'm, I would be happier if I wasn't talking to anybody yeah. and had my life back. But if it had to be, I'm glad it turned out the way that it did. Well, we wish you all the best moving forward with um, yet another trauma involved with having to find another place to live for for the next couple of decades or whatever it is we all have left on this planet as they say I it just, I hope something is resolved that that works out in your favor I don't I don't know I don't even know how to phrase it but I can't most of us can't imagine the the one heartbreak after another that you've had to deal with and you're still dealing with it uh, if you could just if you could just be able to relax and and go through the mourning process uh, and move on that would be that would be the best you could hope for but now with the sale of your house i just don't i don't i don't know what to say it doesn't stop and i think that's the thing people have to understand it doesn't stop you know they always say when somebody dies life keeps moving forward and it does and for for a lot of people it keeps moving forward but mine kind of i'm not even sure where mine's at it just i'm i'm moving forward because i'm still standing but it's it, it the the there has to come a day there has to come a day when things level out there has to be there, I, I need that i need that peace I, I i i hope for you that day is is very soon Thank nancy you. um our hearts go out to you, and I know that doesn't mean anything because it doesn't accomplish anything, but uh, I really do appreciate your coming on the program today. We really do, and we want to stay in touch with you and, and see how you're doing. Have a have a chat in a few months and a few months after that, etc. Because I can only 
I can only believe that you're going to come out of this um, okay. Uh, I know that sounds kind of like setting the bar pretty low, but I think I think you will. You're a pretty strong woman, and uh, uh, I think you're gonna I think you're gonna do okay. So I I hope that's true. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. Wow. And as we were talking about before, Kevin, in the blink, the blink of an eye, less than a blink of an eye, lives change. To never be, to never be reclaimed in the way they were before. Yeah, as Nancy said, moving forward, but moving forward, the path has certainly changed. And I truly meant what, what I said there about all of her emotional posts over the last two years. Uh, you know, I mean, she says, you know, you write things and you delete them, and we all do that, right? We all we all err on the side of caution, and well, if you have nothing good to us, say, don't say should. it at all. But sometimes, you know what, sometimes we need to hear the raw truth. Yeah. Sometimes we need to hear from Nancy that, hey, life's not fair. Hey, this judicial system, yeah, nice. I hope she enjoyed the last two years because I've spent the last two years grieving and without my partner in life, so... You know, another happy birthday. And and the legal system, the justice system, being what it is, it's not, it's, it's more the norm than it is the exception that these cases drag and inch their way toward conclusion. These, these trials and, uh, and the results of them and, uh, and either payments or jail sentences or whatever, it's inevitable that they will last for a long time and the people the victims uh, will continue to have to relive these things like Groundhog Day over and over and over again and I, I can't imagine the pain that is associated with, with that now the through uh, Niagara 411 um, in the last 24 48 hours um, two People are, are loose, I guess, and, and people have been critical of the of of the system as well. As why are these guys out there? Well, there again, uh, a repeat offender parole enforcement squad. It's uh, it even has its own acronym, rope. <laughs> there you go. Well, somebody untied the rope, and uh, the squad is requesting uh, your assistance in trying to locate this dude, Kyle Hunt. Now he's a federal offender. He's wanted as uh, someone who di did not live up to the terms of his parole. He's a 33-year-old indigenous male, uh, six feet, 170 pounds, brown hair, blue eyes. Now he is currently, now there's an interesting way to phrase it, currently serving a two-year, eight-month sentence for possession of substance for trafficking, concealed weapon, failure to comply with probation order, etc., and failed to comply with the court order. He's known to frequent the Hamilton, Stony Creek, and Brantford areas. So, so here's a dude that was out on parole on two sentences uh, and uh, flew the coop. So what about this guy on the left? Oh, there's another buckaroo doing the same kind of deal here. Federal offender wanted Joseph Camus. Repeat, oh look, Rope is involved with this one too. They're requesting uh, your assistance. 
on a Canada-wide warrant. Uh, he was on statutory release. Caucasian male, 40 years old, 5'8", 216 pounds, brown hair, hazel eyes. He also is currently uh, serving a two-year, one-month sentence for break and enter, uh, mischief in relation to other property, etc., theft under $5,000. You might call him a menial criminal, but he's a criminal nevertheless. He was uh, incarcerated as part of our system and uh, was out uh, on a conditional release, I guess. He's, he's gone, and now, and you see, because we don't keep these people in jail, we have this whole squad that's being paid to try to keep track of these people. We have a whole squad of people now called Rope that we're paying to look after people that are out on the street that are now taken off, and we wouldn't even need this squad. We wouldn't have to pay these people to do this work if we could keep them in jail. But we can't keep them in jail because there's no space. Uh, and uh, they're not uh, deemed uh, habitual offenders, I guess, or whatever, but they're out on two charges roaming around and, um, and then just decide to, to uh, get lost. Now, Lee, I always thought it was an orange jumpsuit, but I guess it's a blue T-shirt? I guess blue T-shirts must be the norm. Right? Must be. I'm, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to put all my blue T-shirts away. Yeah, and uh, they should hand out razors in, in prison. Guy uh, looks like uh, Moe's from uh, The Office. I don't know. I guess, yeah, I mean, as they say, you shouldn't... A lot of people with beards out there, I'm sorry if we offended. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sorry at all. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, anyway, what do, what do keep, an eye, keep an eye out for those guys. What do you want to look at here, Lee? We've got a few minutes left in the program. Well, oh. let's, let's talk, let's flash back uh, a little bit to, to talk about Henry and Bella. Um, Bella is a therapy dog. Henry is uh, Bella's owner, handler, and for the last number of years they have been visiting retirement homes and hospitals and uh, even the Niagara Detention Center and uh, all sorts of places where there are vulnerable people that can use some emotional support and, uh, and some uplifting experiences. and. Uh, Therapy Tales Ontario is the organization that Henry and Bella plied their trade within. And uh, you can follow it, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but uh, Henry and Bella were uh, asked not to return, terminated uh, was the rule. And I don't know how you terminate volunteers, <laughs> just, it's just, it always seems to make me want to giggle. Hello, I'm going to work for you for nothing and you're terminating me. Okay. Wrap your head around that one uh, for a little while. But all because Bella St. Bernard uh, was wearing, as, uh, as part of her um, therapeutic costume, I guess, a mock beer can around her neck, following up on the history of the St. Bernard breed that used to rescue people lost in the Alps, in the snow, uh, in, in Europe and they would have kegs of brandy around their neck so that when they found the person that, w that needed rescuing, this person could have a shot of this uh, therapeutic warming uh, uh, liquid to kind of jumpstart their system. That was the whole concept because, um, I'm, and I'm not promoting the use of brandy, but if, 
if, if you just have a, even a sniff of it, you'll know that it's a powerful, it's a powerful warming agent for sure. So as, a, as, as kind of a humorous acknowledgement to the breed, Henry created a mock beer can, this being Canada, duh, see the connection? Uh, and, uh, and it was generally received with, with the humor with which it was intended. Um, but there were all kinds of other things. Anyway, it, it exploded across after we did our show. It's nice to see that uh, this program sometimes has some impact beyond its walls. Uh, after we did the show with Henry and uh, he talked to us about Bella, that's still available, by the way, on the WeStream YouTube page or on Niagara 411 uh, in the videos section. You can see the, the interview with Henry if you, if you missed it. Um, it's been picked up by the, the print media in the area. Uh, all the daily newspapers carried it around the area. The it was in the Toronto Star. Um, CHCH uh, Television in Hamilton just did uh, an on-camera report uh, not too many days ago with Henry about uh, the, the Bella story and it has taken on quite a large life of its own. And um, not that we're interested in any way, shape and form of taking down an organization that does good work, like Therapy Tales Ontario does do good work. I mean, they're, they're, they're volunteers and their animals, etc. It's, it, it's good work that they do. However, as you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes organizations uh, at a certain level can, can get a little bit too important for their britches, as my mom used to say. And I think that's a case of what's happened here. It's like, uh, you're not, you know, it's, it's okay. People do understand a sense of humor. People do get the fact that um, this is something that is supposed to bring fun and enjoyment into people's lives. And you lose sight of the whole goal if you start navel-gazing and, and, and take the whole thing out of perspective. Lee, I, I've been following this saga ever since we had Henry on our show two yeah, weeks well, ago. Me too. Um, I read some of the correspondence from Therapy Tales Ontario, and I'll yeah. just take it. I don't know the people there, but my take on it is um, they have um, they have risen above the level of their own intelligent competency. Yeah. Uh, what the communication I was reading reeked of people that were really trying to sound like they were mentally up to the fight, but they weren't. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know what? Sometimes one of the one of the greatest lessons that uh, that people will ever learn is it's okay to say I'm wrong, even if you've dug your heels in. It's and perfectly okay, and I don't know why. Again, they don't have. I, I don't think they have the intelligence required to say maybe we should back off on this one. Maybe we're wrong on it's this. It's definitely it's definitely been a public relations nightmare and a marketing boondoggle for the organization because it seemed to me to go to your point Kevin that they were constantly trying to justify their position as opposed to reverse it and it would have been simple okay we get it all right so yeah we overreacted okay but that obviously now the die is cast as Julius Caesar Caesar uh, would say or Shakespeare or whatever the die is cast the the deal is is done they're in too deep <laughs> now. 
it, it is, it's, uh, it's shark infested waters now for, for that organization. And I hope, I hope the good deeds that the organization does do and is, is, uh, is mandated to do don't stop because there are people that, we don't want to see the fo miss the forest for the trees here. There are people that are benefiting every day from these dogs and their owners and their handlers, and I hope that continues. Yeah. So, that just wanted to follow up on that because that's a story that we did, and um, uh, Jessica Friesen of Gales Gaspars actually sent me a private note, sent me an email, and say, "Hey, um, uh, I know these people, and this is kind of a strange story. You might want to follow up," which we did. And, yeah, it definitely blew up. Def definitely exploded. Uh, the couple stories here from Niagara 411 over the last week. We're trending into kind of late last week. Um, did you see this story coming out of Welland City Hall? I mean, you get a job at the city, you think, okay, maybe I'm going to work the front desk or something like that. But there you go. Got a solid municipal job, and then you got to deal with this stuff. Did, did you see this one? Tuesday, July 4th. Hey, happy Independence Day, I, buddy. I, ha I have to confess, Kevin, I did not, but we'll walk through here. On Tuesday, July the 4th, uh, uniform officers called to Welland City Hall following reports of a male engaged in indecent acts. Further investigation revealed in the early afternoon hours, a male had entered the public female washroom and performed an indecent act before urinating on the floor. It's then alleged the same male engaged in a further indecent act in the entrance of the building in the presence of a young female. The investigation led to the identification of the male, 27-year-old Nathan Peddle, who was arrested and charged with the following offenses, indecent act, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, that's not something you uh, would expect to, to yeah, honey, see. Yeah, honey, how was work today? Uh, well, well, this young fella came in and did some weird stuff and peed on the floor and uh, I was pretty freaked out. <laughs> oh, well, have a nice day tomorrow when you go back to work. <laughs> so you're telling me that pedal piddled? Paddle piddled. Pedal piddled. Yeah. And he's going to be charged you're for You're not supposed to. Been. Yeah, yeah. He has been charged. Now, um, there's another one Piddling here. Piddling is going to be prosecuted. That I'm just going to, and I don't know the inspiration for this. Um, we didn't touch on it last Promptly. week on, on the story because it seemed kind of innocuous Sorry. and it had to do with, um, oh, jeez, um, I'll put myself on screen here, um, had to do with a theft that we've heard about before in the past. You know, our teenagers, they jumped a guy that was in a park because they wanted his sneakers. Oh, yeah. Did you see that story? So it was Mount Carmel in Niagara Falls, and I thought, okay, well, whatever. I don't, don't really want to cover that. But, you know, a teenage boy reports that four people jumped him, and... Um, and stole, his, and stole his shoes. And, of course, you know, gave description to the police and, and so on and so forth. Well, trying to find the story here where we kind of get the other side of it. Because just... they continued their investigation and ended up, you know, circling back to the victim and saying, um, are you sure this really happened? And here we go. I, I don't know what the inspiration would be. Okay. So to go to Kevin's point, they're investigating a robbery. Their uh, criminal investigative branch continued to investigate a robbery reported to have occurred on the 25th of June, as Kevin said, uh, Mount Carmel Park, about 8.30 in the evening. Uh, they determined that a young male alleged he was assaulted for not surrendering his running shoes to a group of four unknown teenagers, lied to responding officers about what had actually transpired. After interviewing witnesses who came forward as a result of the initial media release, detectives have concluded a robbery did not take place at all. 
The male youth arrested by detectives for the criminal code offense of public mischief, then released unconditionally. Uh, as an extrajudicial measure in accordance with the Youth Criminal Justice Act. Um, okay, do we know actually what was the story? Do they complete, did they follow up on? I don't know. I I'm wondering if like, did the kid sell the shoes? And then when he came home, his parents asked him what happened to the shoes we bought you, so concocted oh. some... I, I don't know what the motivation would be You to have say. a devious mind. Well, I don't know. I'm trying you to figure could, out. Yeah, that, look, that sounds like a possibility. How would this story make its way to the police so to basically, the point that the kid doesn't pull the plug on his own roof? Basically, he doesn't have his sneakers anymore. And he made up a story as to why he I'm doesn't guessing, have his sneakers. I'm guessing. I mean, what would the motivation be? To say I got jumped by four Utes in a park. Yeah, did you say Utes? I said Utes. Four Utes in a park, and they uh, they rolled me. I don't know. I don't know. The, I gotta go set up the outside camera. <laughs> okay. Uh, coming I up here shortly. Oh gosh, who are we gonna feature here? I forgot her name just escaped me. Boy, I'm really Haley Veral. Haley Veral's got a song "Slow Motion." Okay. Uh, she's an up and coming country singer, I think. Maybe country crossover. Uh, she calls Burlington home, but, you know, over the years she has played many shows, and I've seen her featured in a lot of the regular okay. concert venues uh, in and around St. Catharines in Niagara, so we'll play a new single from her. Awesome. Haley Varel coming up to play us off the stage. I want to um, thank once again before we go Gail's Gas Bars for fueling this program, as they have been fueling Niagara for 50 years plus, and uh, I'm sure at least 50 into the future. Uh, for all your fueling and petroleum needs. Uh, even in the wintertime, they deliver fuel oil and the sleet and the snow and the, um, they deliver, <laughs> as they say. The Verge Insurance Group, thank you very much, uh, Mark Shirk, Blake Shirk. And, uh, and again, um, the insurance businesses took a bashing on, uh, on this program today. And uh, I think it proves that you've got to be careful who you're, who you're dealing with and understand what uh, what you want from the company and what the company uh, is obligated to you for. So, uh, something to always ask people when you're talking about insurances of any kind. Uh, so, Verge Insurance, uh, if you have any questions, ask them. Uh, Hartzell Marine, thank you very much also for being a sponsor of the program. This is about the third show, third or fourth show that we've had with Hartzell Marine on board. Uh, and look, they're still here. That's awesome. Uh, Dave DeGrave and the gang, uh, Niagara's uh, only legend boat uh, dealer, as well as uh, Mercury Marine. And Ace Alignment, thank you so much also for joining the program over the last three or four shows. It's been just super to have you here. Uh, Darren and Matt will look after any and all of your automotive uh, needs. And we have a car alarm going on uh, somewhere somebody's trying to that you know we heard today speaking of that that uh, police in Ontario I think it's an OPP initiative cracked an automotive theft ring of massive proportions they called the uh, they called it operation big rig I think was in the news this morning a massive operation of not just stolen vehicles, but stolen property, etc. Organized crime-led uh, initiative of uh, of crime, and uh, apparently they've they've cracked the ring and uh, split it wide open, and hopefully, hopefully, uh, 
broke it for good. So that was that was pretty interesting news. And Kevin, I didn't mention this before, but again, uh, something that appeared on Niagara 411 that I totally concur with is uh, lock it or lose it. Never forget to lock your cars. We did. We had some work going on in our house, so I couldn't park in the driveway. So we parked in the neighbors and we parked on the road, etc. And we live in a quiet neighborhood. Boy, we live in a quiet, uh, safe North End uh, St. Catharines neighborhood. But uh, but you know, the, the slithering beast can find you wherever you are as it just floats by. And if you forget one thing, you're going to pay for it. And we did not lock one of our cars and uh, came out the next day and the entire inside of the car was ransacked. There was stuff all over the place. Luckily they left our papers behind and just stole some coins and, and, uh, and things. But the scariest part was there was a cigarette butt on the front mat of the car. In the driver's side on the, on the floor mat, there was a cigarette butt and, and a burn in the carpet. So whoever it was went through our car, left a lit cigarette in our car on the floor. And you haven't uh, CSI'd this and done the DNA, taking the saliva? Oh yeah, right, that's gonna happen. <laughs> How much was stolen, sir? I... <laughs> 5.95 and change. Yes, but, oh. but the yeah. fact is, if they hadn't, if, if these vehicles weren't made with flame retardant materials there could have been a massive fire in our neighborhood because uh we left our car unlocked yeah it's too bad that that happened to you the, uh, um, a guy that Lock I play, your cars a guy that i play hockey with had security footage from his front driveway yeah. his wife didn't lock her car that night the guy checked both cars hey bingo open the wife's car and ransack yeah because they walk by they walk by and they just try the handles they're not going to break windows and do all that kind of stuff because they don't know if they're going to get anything but they'll walk around the neighborhood and they'll just try the handles and if they try the handles they're in and uh so lock your cars always and we always do but the one time we didn't so now every night we like like i double double and triple check to make sure because it makes you feel violated too you know you're like your stuff well though it's not it's it, it's not anything terribly revealing or private but it's just your stuff and, and it makes you feel violated that somebody's in there messing around with it you know it's just it's it's, it's not a good feeling did he steal your best of santana cd <laughs> no i have that in my studio at home <laughs> That, is, that was a great album. Carlos Santana, one of the smartest musicians in history, when he came out and uh, re-released that album that he did with all of the other singers, that was a brilliant move. He Absolutely. made a fortune from that album. Yeah, introduces good, yourself to a whole other good generation. Good album, too. Yeah. Um, okay, um, I really want to thank the ladies that joined us on the program today, going through some terribly difficult times. Amy Corfield... Um, the widow of Dave Norkit, who was uh, killed in a workplace accident very recently, Saturday, June the 24th. Um, still trying to come to terms with what happened and what is continuing to happen. And uh, Nancy Bufield uh, Kennedy, wife of Mark Stewart, uh, who was killed two years ago in a tragic uh, automotive accident. His, his killer, Margaret Park. Uh, Romaine. Romaine, thank you, uh, was just sentenced 
to a three-year term for uh, careless driving resulting in death. Uh, an important, in quotes, person in, uh, in Niagara over the years, and to go to uh, Nancy's point, uh, the judge made it very, very clear that no matter who you are or what you've done, you're not above the law. And that's a powerful message. So to, to Nancy and Amy, thank you, ladies, for, for joining us today. Kevin, uh, what's going on with WeStream? Uh, give us 30 seconds before we introduce Haley. Uh, not a whole lot. You know what? We kind of slowed things down over the summer. So yeah. we'll be out there doing uh, various uh, council meetings and what have you over the next couple of weeks. But for the most part, kind of slowing down and enjoying summer before we ramp back up in the fall. Okay. We have a big meeting this afternoon, and uh, hopefully we can come together to help out yet another community partner right here in Niagara. Okay. In the meantime, you're just going to be hanging around your brand new big deck. Absolutely, sir. Okay. You can come over anytime. Right? Uh, thanks. I'll take you up on that. Haley Verall is, uh, that's how we say it, correct, Kev? Sure. Is going to be our musical guest to play us off the stage of this uh, episode 16 in season four of Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry. That's me. It's uh, always a pleasure to spend some time with you here every couple of weeks. Uh, have yourself a, a great week, what's left of it, a super weekend, a nice, safe summer. Haley Verall, ladies and gents. And moving out, chasing those dreams, but it it ain't all it seems. First car, first love, first time you got dumped. Don't blink twice, it'll all be gone. It can feel so slow, waiting on tomorrow. But enjoy the moment, cause time is for. reality getting pennies for your time but you're paying out dies should be the best years of your life so live it up enjoy the ride and don't blink twice it'll all be gone it can feel so So slow, waiting on tomorrow.